Welcome to Hockey Night in New York, where Islanders hockey is always top shelf. Whether you got your start as a dynasty veteran, a Millbury survivor, or you were born into the Church of Trots, Hockey Night in New York is your home for all things Isles. Now, here are your eclectic hosts, Sean Cuthbert and Christian Arnold. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Hockey Night in New York. Welcome to the program, everyone. It is Sunday, August 7, 2022. Coming at you live from Floyd Media in Rockville Center. Got a little surprise show coming up for you, ladies and gentlemen. Going to talk a little Nazem Kadri, see if that's actually happening. The Lou Kona silence is officially on. My name is Sean Cuthbert. With me, as always, is Christian Arnold. And Andrew Gross from Newsday will be joining us. Christian, how are you? I'm good, Shawnee. I was just... Uh that was a very abrupt ending to the uh, to the intro music right there. Just boom, out of nowhere, is gone. Buddy, listen, we're trying new formats here. We're working that. out kinks. Yeah, we got we got oh, Ed it. We got Ed behind the glass here. We got Jay. We got Mikey on the we couch. We have a staff. We have a staff. Have There's a things staff. happening here. We don't pay them, so but we have a staff. If you if you happen <laughs> to get notified on Twitch, uh, mm. we didn't we didn't uh, advertise the show, but if you're hanging out with us, we appreciate it. But uh, yeah, a little little sneaky show here to work out some kinks before yeah. we fire things up uh, in September. Yeah, plenty to talk about too, especially with the Nazem Kadri news and the and. You know, that's really about it. But still, we can pretend like there's more to talk about. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll make the, some stuff up. the subsequent moves that have to be made to f- to, to fit Nazem Kadri under the Islanders' cap situation. We have topics to talk about. But yeah. folks, before we get into that, I want to remind you all we're proud to be sponsored by R.J. Daniels American Bar and Grill. Look at a 279A Sunrise Highway in Rockville Center, as well as Blue Line Deli and Bagels located at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington, 217 Carlton Avenue in East Islip, and of course, UBS Arena. Also happy to be sponsored by Thai Technology, a voice over IP company providing phone services for businesses across the country. And of course, Oyster Bay Brewing Company, creator of the Barn Rocker Session Ale, and available at 12 locations at USB, UBS Arena. Where? U- USB? You have a USB, USB port? <laughs> you have a USB port if, for if, me? If it's a, it's a Mac computer, we do not. You have right, to, you right. You have to get they're, an adapter. They're from the future. They're yeah. ahead of the curve. Right, USB-C sure. maybe? Yeah, 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 USB. Yeah, that's right. Dash C. Exactly. Right, right. The the little tiny port. Yeah, yeah. T- technology, man. Fantastic. Fantastic. So let's dive into the show here, Christian. So we talked about him at the top. Nazem Kadri. Is he going to be an Islander or not? Yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of the question <laughs> that's on everybody's mind because you know, right now the Islanders are one of the few teams that have yet to make a move and um, really do anything this offseason and everyone's wondering what the heck is, is going on. I mean, this is probably one of the most crucial Islanders offseasons they've had in quite some time, probably even more crucial, really, when you think about it now, with obviously hindsight being 2020, but with the fact, you know, even more crucial than the John Tavares offseason a couple of years ago when you think about it, because the expectations were low then. The expectations are quite high, and, and realistically, the Islanders' championship window is getting smaller, and so... They have to make a splash, and they have to do something. And Nazem Kadri certainly would be a splash and certainly would be a, a a big boost for the Islanders' roster, but at the same time, it's going to come at a cost of they're going to have to move some pieces. They're going to have to move some some money around. Right, and I guess the question is, is it the right splash? Is this going to be enough? We we talked about some of this with Chris Botta the last mm-hmm. time we had the show going on, and we were wondering, you know, the hypothetical, if not a guy like Nazem Kadri comes, everybody knows he's a natural right. center, and... The Islanders already have a plethora of centers. <laughs> they do. <laughs> so is it going to work bringing him in? Is he going to be enough to help boost this team, get them back into that Stanley Cup contention? Well, it, it'll be interesting because 
I, I mean, the, the, it's kind of a toss-up too when you think about it. Is Nazem Kadri even the right fit for the for the right for the position? Right. I mean, the Islanders have a, a a very high amount of centers that they already have in place, and you're going to kind of put them in an awkward position where somebody has to move off to the wing, and who is that somebody? And then you also have to clear cap space, so you're looking at um, you know Anthony Beauvillier possibly move, being moved, Josh Bailey possibly being moved. Um, you know, uh, Jean-Gabriel Pajot possibly being moved uh, to clear some cap space. So not only are you having to kind of maybe move a guy and put him in a position that he's not used to, mm-hmm. but you also have a guy that, um, you know, is going to come in and have to take a spot and you're going to have to lose some guys to make the, the money work. Because, I mean, the Islanders, is, as much as they work to get rid of their sort of cap crunch that they've had the last couple of years, it's, this is still a pretty tight situation. Yeah, it's interesting because they, they are going to have to, you know, shuffle th- some things around, not only in the lineup, but literally they're going to have to move guys off of the team. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. we'll find out what they end up doing if and when Nazem Khazri does come to the team. But I want to ask Andrew, Andrew Gross about this. I want to see what he has to say. So, folks, I want to thank you all for tuning in to Hockey Night in New York at twitch.tv slash Hockey Night NY. And nice. your favorite podcast providers. I'm going to take a quick break. When we come back, Andrew Gross of Newsday will join us. It's a new Islander season, and you've got a great spot to catch all the action. RJ Daniels American Barn Grill in Rockville Center. Inside the bar or the heated outdoor patio, you won't miss any of the excitement on their wall-to-wall big screen TVs and in-game sound. Enjoy it all with delicious food, drinks, and plenty of specials in a lively atmosphere staffed by the friendliest folks around. R.J. Daniels is in the heart of Rockville Center at 279A Sunrise Highway, just steps from the train station. So come on down. Watch the boys in blue and orange continue their quest for Lord Stanley with your fellow Islander diehards. And when the game's not on, stop by for a great meal and a great time seven days a week. Hang for the late night bar scene or book a party or catering for any occasion. Call 516-536-6258 to make reservations and go to rjdaniels.com to check out the menu. R.J. Daniels American Bar and Grill. Your home for New York Islanders hockey. Customer service is the backbone of any great business, and reliable telecommunication is essential to keeping your client base happy. Introducing Thai Technology, a low-cost, flexible internet phone service founded on the idea that every customer deserves exceptional service while providing simple setup and management and easy integration to clients across the country. Thai Technology will not only create a custom solution tailored to your specific needs, but will partner with you to provide a competitive edge to you and your clients. And if you need support, you won't be routed to an automated call center in another country you'll get a live representative that had a personal hand in building your account so islander fans if your business is looking for a change from companies like spectrum verizon or optimum thai technology is offering three free months of service for any of its affordable packages just call 516-856-7800 that's 516-856-7800 or visit them on the web at thaitechnology.com that's thai t-i-e technology.com thai technology the right choice for your internet phone service Hope you enjoyed the ads. Now let's get back to Hockey Night in New York with Sean Cuthbert and Christian Arnold. Welcome back to the program, ladies and gentlemen. You are watching and or listening to Hockey Night in New York, twitch.tv slash Hockey Night NY. Join us right now from Newsday is none other than Mr. Andrew Gross. Andrew, how you doing? Hey, Sean. How are you? Christian? 
How's everything going? You guys staying cool? <laughs> We're doing our best here. We're doing our best. Uh, new format of the show. Really appreciate you coming on to help us out with that. We're going to talk some Nazem Kadri, some New York Islanders. So obviously... A lot going on here with the Island, with Islander country. A lot of speculation as to whether or not Nazem Kadri is coming to the Islanders. Anything new on that, or we're just going to have to wait until Lou comes out and uh, lets us know what's going on? Well, yeah, no, there's uh, nothing new. Agents are kind of locked down. Uh, they're they're adhering to Lou's rules, but no one says anything because if you say anything, then the deal's off before <laughs> Lou announces it. So. Uh, it's kind of radio silence around the league uh, with regards to the Islanders. I mean, cynically, you say, why else wouldn't Nazem Kadri be somewhere, right? Unless he had a contract stowed away in Lou's drawer. Um, we saw it last season with both uh, uh, Kyle Palmieri and Zach Parisi. This just seems like, a, you know, a, an encore of that. But, uh, it, you know, if you, you look at it closer – is Nazem Kadri the right guy for the Islanders? You know, is is he worth, you know, uh, there, there are reports that he's looking at, you know, $9 million a year or, or something like that. Is that is this the right guy to pay that kind of money to? He's, you know, he's a 32. He's going to be in his age 32 season. So I, I, I don't know the answer to that. Um, you know, I'm... I'm waiting around like the rest of Islander Nation right now, just waiting for something to happen. I've uh, kind of moved on with my life, basically. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get it. I mean, it's it's the dog days of August, and yeah. you know, it, it's tough to it's tough to really know in in this uh, strange Lou Lamarillo world that we live in. I mean, we can only assume, and I guess if you're an Islander fan, hope if you're a fan of Nazem Kadri that he's coming to the team. But I guess, you know, since that's all we have to work with, we kind of have to play fantasy hockey a little bit here, right? And speculate where he's going to be on this team if he does, who's going to move, who's going to shift, whether you're moving a guy off the roster or whether you're moving somebody from center to wing. I mean, I'm pretty sure Kaji would be playing center in his natural position. What would what would your speculation be as to who might make a move, who might make a shift to, to accommodate him playing center? Well, yeah, there, there, there are several ways you could go. Uh... You know, obviously, I've seen a lot of speculation. Would Matthew Barzell move to a wing? Would that make sense? Uh, there, there's, you could also, uh, you know, are you going to move one of the wings? Uh, you know, I know Islander Nation would like to see Josh Daly traded. I don't know <laughs> how realistic that is, them, given right? his contract, his production, um, you know, the length of term left on his contract. Um, I think Anthony Beauvillier might be easier to move or, or or if you bring in Nazem Kadri do you move one of your other centers like a, you know Pajot or you know to to bring in even more scoring help I, I, you know to bring in a scoring wing or, or do you you know Lou's been on record saying he wanted to bring in two defensemen this right. year do you move a uh, do you move a guy like Pajot to get you know uh, a quality defenseman to really help you out um there are a lot of things that Lou could could do. Um, I, I think making moves at this time of the year is a little tough, just because, like all of us, the other, you know, the other GMs want some time off this summer as well. Uh, sure. they're, they're all gearing up. Most of them have completed their summer work, so uh, you know, Lou might be calling some people in cottages at this point. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so. 
I, I don't know that anything gets done right now. Right. Um, you know, so, yeah, like I said, it, it's, it's, it's weird. It, it really is. Um, I, I, I wish Lou did not have this, you know, urgent need for secrecy. I, I, right. He doesn't explain it very well, you know, what kind of competitive advantage this is giving him. I don't him. think he cares. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, he doesn't care. But, you know, look, a- every GM is secretive in their own way. But, you know, the other teams announced summer moves and the world didn't collapse and the sky didn't fall. <laughs> so, you know, this is the one team that doesn't do it that way. So, right. You know, you, you, you make your own conclusions as to whether it's, uh, you know, whether it works or not. Right, and you make an interesting point in the sense that, you know, it seems like everybody's off to vacation, off in the cottages and whatnot. And so, I mean, is there even any possibility that, you know, you, you have the whole, oh, he's got a contract tucked in the drawer sort of thing. But, like, there's no way he has any deals made, right? It's not like he's going to be able to get a GM to agree to keep silent on their end, you know, just so that he can announce it later when he's ready on September 1st like he did last year. Like, he's still going to have to, maybe he has the groundwork for a deal, but he's going to have to actually wait until the other side is ready to make a deal and, and hope that it, it works out successfully. Right. Yeah. I, 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 I agree that, you, you know, that the lack of fire around the league is, you know, maybe even, I don't know, maybe it could go either way. Maybe it means that, you know, there really is no deal. <laughs> um, you know, that, that Nazim Kadri, you know, is just waiting to get his number and not necessarily from the island. Right. Uh, sure. So, yeah. And, and I'm sure Lou wants everyone to think that way, you know, right. one way or the other. He doesn't want people to, uh, you know, to draw any conclusions from this. Andrew, so, I'd, I'd almost be willing to just see what the chaos in Islander country would be if after all of this, all the speculation, all the podcasts talking about it, that at the end of the day, he ends up re-signing with Colorado or somebody <laughs> else. <laughs> You know what? I, I obsessed over this for about two and a half weeks, and now I'm in, like, by the time noon comes around, it's time to have a mojito. You know? It, it, <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Talking, so, with, talking with Andrew Gross from Newsday's The Islanders Beat Writer. Andrew, well, first of all, i got to ask how your legs are feeling after yesterday's charity softball game. Hopefully you're uh, <laughs> feeling a little better than I am. And secondly, I wanted to touch upon something you had just said, actually, and that was about sort of the secrecy and, and Lou Lamorello's, whether he cares or not, but his inability to sort of explain why he does these things that he does. And so my question to you is, Andrew, do you have, because you've covered Lou in New Jersey and now here on the Island, you know, is there any rhyme or reason or more rational explanation to why he is so secretive? Because when you look at it from afar, it almost seems somewhat silly because everyone knows if we're all talking about Nazem Kadri potentially signing with the Islanders and this, you know, contract stuck in a drawer somewhere, I mean, 31 other general managers, unless they live under a rock, I'm sure have heard the same speculation and can come to the same conclusion of what's going on as well. What competitive advantage does Lou Lamarill have by doing this? You know, he was he was asked that specific question uh, around this time last year. Uh, maybe it was closer to training camp. He was asked specifically what competitive advantage he gets from the fact that he didn't announce the Zach uh, Parisi or Kyle Palmieri contract. And 
he did not give a satisfactory answer. He just, you know, he just kind of said, you know, yeah, he, he basically blew it off. So, no, he has not explained uh, what he gets out of this. I have a hard time explaining what he gets out of this. And uh, you know what? It's not just me. People around the league are having a hard time explaining <laughs> this as well. So, you know, it's I understand why it's so frustrating to the to the Islander fan base. You know, you uh, you know, and this is uh, you know, uh, I, I'm going to address this on my pod this week. Um, teaser, um, but, <laughs> nice. Uh, but you know, how do you sell this to the fan base? The fan base, you know, season tickets are not going great. You know, they're having trouble selling tickets at UBS Arena. And I get it. If you're a fan, what are you buying? You know, who's going to be on the team? You know, why are you shelling out money for next season, you know, coming off last season? And if you haven't seen this team make, you know, really any improvements this uh, this offseason other than trading for Alexander Romanoff, uh, what's your impetus for spending your hard-earned money at this point? And, uh, you know, that's where I think, you know, Lou kind of comes up short because he owes it to the fan base. To, to allow to, to tell them, you know, what their team is going to be like next season. Yeah, Andrew, for sure, especially coming off a season like they had last year where, you know, obviously the expectations were through the roof. It obviously didn't go close to where anybody hoped it would go or expected it to go. And that's that's after opening up a brand new arena. And you have to figure, you know, some fans have had some second thoughts already about whether they want to stick around on a, on a full-time season package, a half package, whatever it is. And you would think that something like this is something they would want to push out the door, right? Be in, be in sell mode in the sense that, hey, let's let's sell what we're doing here. Let's tell the fans what we got going on. So yeah. it just doesn't make sense to me where they would, you know, look, Lou's going to do business the way he wants to do business, but... I mean, this this is a missed opportunity here. A couple of months here during the summer where, hey, look, we got Nazem Kadri. Okay, yeah, sign me back up or sign me up for my first season ticket package. I just don't yeah. understand why they would wait so long to to release that kind of news because, like you said before, I mean, look, what's the advantage? I mean, everybody knows the general contract status of these guys. You can have another GM that can guess Noah Dobson's contract, Romano's contract, yeah. and whatnot. They can have a general sense, right? So why even beat around the bush like this? Let the fans know. Make Let them decide if they want to get some tickets and, you know, hopefully fill the building and put some money into the place. I mean, devil's advocate, the only thing I can think of, and, and again, it's probably a weak argument, is Lou doesn't want to register these contracts because he knows if, if he is signing Kadri, right, he has mm -hmm. to move some salary. And maybe he, he doesn't want to be backed into a corner into having to make a, a really disadvantaged, uh, disadvantageous move yeah. because everyone knows, you know, how, how far over the cap he is. But I, I agree with you. GMs are not dumb. They, they, they get a sense of what's going on, and they know what position Lou's in. So, you know, like I said, that's a devil's advocate argument. I, I don't think it's a very strong one, but, you know, that, that's what I can come up with at this point. No, I'm with you, and, and you have to look at the, the Pacioretty example with Vegas and Carolina, right? 
everybody knew where Vegas was at. They knew they were going to have to unload somebody. I don't think anybody saw a future considerations for Max, Max Pacioretty trade coming. But, I mean, that's just the nature of this business. You're up against the cap, and you can't really expect much return on who you're giving up. And, and when you already have the league, the fans speculating whether or not you sign this guy to probably a 7 to $9 million contract, whatever it is, they're going to have yeah. a relatively decent idea of where you are with your cap. So figure it out. I mean, look, here I am telling Lou Lamarillo how to do his job, but yeah, no, it, just, no. it mean, just doesn't seem to make sense sometimes. No, it doesn't. Um, you know, and, and I would have a little more patience for it if Lou would at least acknowledge that, A, he's doing it, right? And B, right. you know, just don't tell us your business, but give us a sense of why you're doing business this way. Because I, I, I do think the fan base, you know, if, if it's explained to the fan base, you know, I'm not going to announce A because it will allow me to do B. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I, I just think the fan base might be a little more uh, accepting or, or, yeah. or patient. You know, I, I was on the a show uh, up in Canada a week ago, and they asked me, you know, well, what kind of feedback are you getting from the Islanders fans this summer? I said, they're, they're ticked off. They're frustrated. And I, and I don't blame them, right. you know? And, and and I really don't have a defense for it at this point. <laughs> it's fair. Talking with, Andrew, yeah. talking with Andrew Gross from Newsday, covers the Islanders, also hosts the wonderful podcast Island Ice. You can listen to that across pod. pod Podcast platforms, if I could ever get that word hey, out. We were on that show. We were on that yeah. show, and and we highly we, we haven't been invited back. We haven't been invited back. <laughs> we hi, I was going to say we <laughs> highly rec- yeah, yeah. we highly recommend you listening to it after hockey night. Unbelievable, in New York, of course. Unbelievable. Here's the I, thing: I've, I've I've been invited you back. I just haven't executed the invitation. So. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's a lot of empty. Promises. Mike, just hang up the phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, at, at this rate, I might as well just start advertising the other papers podcast that uh, is Ooh, out there. You know, I'm just sure. saying, just saying, there's Andrew. Another papers po- there's another one. I mean, there's plenty of papers that have podcasts, Andrew. We we can advertise anyone that we want. But I, I, have, no, I look. There, there, there's no other newspaper that has an Islanders podcast. I'll start advertising Ranger podcast if it if if it comes to that, Andrew. Hold on a second. Oh What's yeah, yeah because. You- your, your audience is going to be beating down the doors to listen to a ranger. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> He's got to invite us back onto his podcast first. I guess we'll see. Uh, Andrew, yeah. I was going to ask you, um, we, you were talking about patience and, and Islander fans having that, and of course Islander fans are known for their patience. Um, but <laughs> when it comes to the Islanders' ownership's patience with Luther Amarello, what kind of leash are we looking at now after – what was a very underwhelming season last year, as much as people want to use the excuse, I guess, of, of COVID and the, and some of the injuries and all this, what is the leash for Lou Lamorello going into the season? Because you have to imagine after firing one of the best coaches in hockey for uh, what still remains to be any sort of rational explanation. I would have to imagine that this is now Lou's make or break year where something has to drop if, if this doesn't go right especially well, with the offseason that they've had. You know, in, in another scenario, I would agree with you, and I, and I agree with what you said, that Lou put this all on himself. You know, he, he, he fired Barry Trotz, so now it, it, this offseason really, and I wrote this as, as soon as, you know, as soon as he fired Barry, I think I wrote a column saying that, you know, this is, 
you know, Lou has made this has now made this off season a referendum about him. Right. Um, but I think that's more in the fan base's eyes than the ownership's eyes. I, I think, you know, publicly ownership has been incredibly supportive of, of Lou Lamarillo and and they were very publicly supportive of Lou Lamarillo after Barry Trotz was fired. And I don't think that's a smokescreen. I, I think that's how they feel in private, too, that, that, that they really, really, really trust Lou Lamarillo um, to, to guide this franchise. And, you know, uh, Lou would never confirm this. The reports are and the speculation is that Lou is also going into the last year of his contract. So, you know, at the end of the day, maybe, you know, ownership does say, Hey, you know, we publicly support this guy. And if it doesn't go well this season, well, you know, we have the flexibility to go in a different direction, but I I don't think that's what ownership wants to do. I, I, I really do think they want Lou to complete the job that he came here to do. Andrew, I'm curious to get your thought because I think over the last couple months with, with the off season and sort of the, um, lack of movement, I guess you could call it, outside of the Romanoff trade that happened at the NHL draft. There has been, and especially with the dismissal of Barry Trotz, there has been sort of a conversation going on across Islanders country where the debate has been who's been more, uh, who's deserves more of the credit, I guess you could say, for the Islanders' success over the last three years, three, four years. And, you know, you hear kind of a split decision. Some Islander fans think it's Barry, some think it's Lou, some think it's both. I was curious to see where you kind of fall on that uh, that discussion of of where does the credit lie for the for the Islanders' success over the last couple of years? Because at least to me, and just to be you know be upfront where my viewpoint is, um, you know, a lot of that success, while while Lou Lamorell has made some interesting moves, a lot of that okay. to me has gone to Barry Trotz. I mean, you look at the roster that he, Lou has given Barry Trotz the last couple of years, and I, I would say that Barry has done a lot with, you know, talent that would underwhelm, I think, a lot of other coaches. Yeah, well, I, I, but before I, I, I answer this, let me just say that, like, my, I am incredibly impressed with how Barry Trotz goes about his business and, and how he coaches a team and, and how he really does get a pulse of, of what his team needs. And, and last season... I don't think is a reflection on Barry Trotz. You know, it would have been trying for any coach out there. And and Barry Trotz is going to be in the Hall of Fame as a coach. Uh, There's no doubt about that. Having having said that, to me, it it, it starts with Lou Lamarillo. When when he came to this organization, um, even before he got Barry Trotz here, Lou Lamarillo had already laid the groundwork for, for for discipline, for 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 acting and 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 looking like a professional, and, and I know those sound like cliches, but the organization didn't have it before Lou Lamarillo came here, and and Lou really did, in in effect, teach this organization how to win even before Barry got here. Now there is no doubt Lou and Barry were a really good partnership for three years, for three seasons, and. Uh, it's really tough to say that one guy was responsible for it and the other guy really wasn't. They both played a huge part in it. But but Barry doesn't happen here without Lou Lamarillo. 
You know, let, let, Barry Trotz was not coming here unless there was a Lou Lamarillo running the organization. He was coming off running a, uh, uh, coming off winning a Stanley Cup. He was he, he had the pick of jobs. He was not going to come to a dysfunctional franchise. Um, and 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 Barry uh, and Lou, you know, in the way well, he got hired was in, in April, right? Um, and, and Barry came in in June, so it was really in those two months, Lou was able to turn this into a functional franchise uh, w- within those two months, and he made it attractive for Barry Trotz to come here. So for that reason, I I, I say it really does start with Lou Lamarillo. Andrew, I remember in probably what was the first press conference with you guys was uh, he was asked the question, you know, what what was it about Long Island that made you want to come? And he said, I was excited to work with Lou Lamarillo. So, Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. yeah. So, you, yeah, I think you're, you're hitting it right off on the head there. And I'm still actually trying to cope in a post-Barry Trotz world. I haven't really um, fully accepted yeah. it yet. I'm trying, thankfully. You haven't, haven't even changed the theme song yet. No, no. I'm, I'm hanging Look. on as long as possible. Well, yeah. I mean, you guys know, I mean, you know, selfishly from a, you know, a reporter standpoint and, you know, Christian, Christian can talk for hours about this as well. Covering the Islanders through a COVID-19 pandemic without Barry Trotz would have been impossible. <laughs> you know, honestly, it would have been, we were, we were not in the rooms. We couldn't talk to the players. Everything was over Zoom and, and, the, and the players, you know, it really, you know, would not engage that much on Zoom. It, it was kind of, you know, you know, cliche by numbers uh, over Zoom to questions. And right. Barry Trotz saved our butt for <laughs> for basically two and a half years by being the person he was, and and, and by being forthright and willing to engage. And he, he never he never gave out information that he shouldn't give out. But he also didn't give one-word answers or one-sentence answers. He made covering the Islanders interesting and and, and worthwhile. He really did. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that goes without Barry there. Lane Lambert has some very, very big shoes to fill in more (laughs) ways than one. (laughs) And he's, you know, and, and, and I think a lot of the change here is because Lane is not going to be Barry Trotz. He is not going to be, you know, totally open and forthcoming in, in these press settings. He's going to be much more reserved. And I, I think that's the direction the organization really wanted to go with their public statement. Well, Andrew, I got one last one for you. Let's stay in speculation nation here for a minute. And what? You like that one, Christian? Speculation <laughs> You like the rhymes? I did. That was actually pretty good. That was pretty good. So with that out of the way, are the Islanders going to make, now outside of making cap room, cap space, we know that the Islanders are going to have to do that one way or another if they get Nazem Kadri. They're going to have to move somebody out. I'm not asking you who they're going to deal away, but... Are they going to make any moves in addition to adding Kadri? Maybe that second defense and maybe even another forward on a cheaper contract. There's names like Sonny Milano out there who maybe not wouldn't demand such a big contract. Maybe he's a guy who wants to come home to Long Island. You think he might do anything beyond just Nazem Kadri? I would tend to think so because this is not a finished product. You can't run it back with essentially the same group you had last season. You know, I know how much they believe in this core. But you can't just 
he can't run it back. These guys are a year older, and they're a year away from, you know, they, they, they regressed last season and say all you want about the, the, the circumstances and maybe the factors that went into the regression, but the fact remains that they regressed last season. And you have to be proactive, and you can't assume they're going to play back to where they were the previous two seasons and not only play back to that, but improve upon it with essentially the exact same group. So it's incumbent upon Lou to really make more than one move here. And I think he knows that. I think he's trying. I mean, it's not like he was not in on the big pieces this summer. He was in on Goudreau. He was in on Kachuk. He just couldn't get those deals done. So that, to me, indicates that he knows what he needs to do here, and he's going to, you know, Lou always says, you know, you, you, when you have time, you use it. And he's got right up to October 13th to, 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 to improve this roster, and I, I do feel like he's going to use as much time as he can. Andrew Gross from Newsday does a wonderful job covering the Islanders. You can read all of his stuff in Newsday, the print edition, or go to Newsday.com, as well as the wonderful Island Ice podcast across all podcast platforms. Of course, listen to that after you listen to Hockey Night in New York and not a minute before. Um, (laughs) Yes, Andrew, did you want to plug something else? Well, no, before you let me go, we're, we're not going to talk about how, how much of a vacuum I was at second base yesterday. We're not wow. going to talk about that. I mean, Andrew well, did play Andrew, a mean this is a second show, place. So. He, did, he did play a <laughs> mean second base. I, wow. I will say that. Andrew played very well. Very aggressive. He's so an aggressive so he's player. a talented drummer and a talented baseball player? Softball player. Softball, uh, sorry. Well, no, how about, how about good good glove, no, no hit? So. Uh, <laughs> okay. It was a good effort, Andrew. I will say, before we let you go, though, I did want to get one other thought out of you because we've been asking you some tough questions. i got to ask you about the Fisherman jersey. Should it be the Islanders' full-time logo or not? Jesus. Full-time logo? (laughs) Wait, wait, did you seriously just ask me if it should be the full-time logo? He did. He did, I I advocate for the Islanders. He had about five sips of a barn rocker, so he's pretty much I advocate for the Islanders to to change the logo to the Fisherman full-time. 100%. Hundred percent. He also wants to uh, move back to Barclays Center. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. They should move back to Barclays Center. No, I, here's the That's thing. ridiculous. I, I, I would be fine with it as as the retro jersey because I think it's a great idea for that. that yeah, yeah, I'm fully I, I, on board I think for that. Yeah. A, it, it's a great marketing opportunity, and I thought it to be to be honest, I thought that, that what they threw out there is a retro jersey last season. I, I'm sure there were people in the organization just cringing over the the, the, the lost revenue from uh, from from uh, you know from retro jersey sales. You couldn't have played or, it any you, safer. Yeah, no, and, and, and look, I know Lou doesn't believe in alternate jerseys. I mean, he's he's always made that clear that he you right. know he believes in a you know a home and an away jersey. He doesn't like the third jerseys. He doesn't like you know kids. He doesn't like you know. The gimmicky stuff, but look, I mean, you just got to look around the stands. That uh, what 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 are we? You know, twenty twenty five years later, the stigma of the fisherman jersey has subsided. You can bring uh, it back. Not if you ask the like, wrong person. Yeah, and I think <laughs> it's I think it's a great homage to Stan Fischler as well. If you really want to go down that road as well, <laughs> and obviously a great so, product placement opportunity with Gordon's fisherman sticks. Yes. Yeah. So no, I'm I'm fine if they drag that out is 
<laughs> as a revised like alternate jersey. You know, maybe use the logo. If they if they bring out those waves again, I will vomit. Oh, yes, I, I, I really will. I like Sign the waves. Up. I will buy. I like all of the them. waves and the curvy numbers. Yeah. Do it all. Bring it all back. Let's go full fisherman. No, no. Full fisherman. But, <laughs> but I'll tell you what. If they brought back that logo on a full time basis, uh, <laughs> I mean. Uh, it would probably be the best there, thing to happen to the franchise in a there, long time. There is no way that, that that happens in any sort of reality. I mean, in the I, multiverse. I that just doesn't it's happen. a missed opportunity. I, will I think say it's the this. greatest logo you, ever created. You want to talk to me about like coming up with a different logo or, or modernizing the current logo? I'll talk about that. You know, because I, I do feel, and I, I love the Islanders logo. There, there is a classic feel to it. It's a good answer. But there's also a very 1970s feel to it. So for good reason, you know, it, it could. Well, yeah, it was designed in 1972, and it hasn't <laughs> been updated. You know, yeah. so well, they did I, add I, a fourth stripe to the tape on the stick. Let's be fair. Well, for yeah, the I mean, wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't everyone like to see a fifth and a sixth stripe at some point? You know, would so, love that. Yeah, but you know, I I would be open to the discussion of modernizing or you know coming up with something that's not the original logo or the fisherman logo. I just I don't want to go back to the fisherman logo. It's, that's what I'm saying. It's a very sensitive, touchy subject for a lot of Islander fans, and and unfortunately, they've had a lot more misses than hits when it comes to that. I mean, the biggest yeah. abomination this team ever made was those black jerseys with oh, Islanders in print. Yeah. And that like a hard, like the hollow, like a quarter oh, circle yeah. with the gray and the and the it, it was it looked like weird almost a weird Met version of that jersey. It was like yeah. dark, but worse. And then much the letters worse. were the similar style as the Met jersey that it was bad. It was that bad. is that is the it biggest abomination right right above the the wingy ones that they made the the swimmy ones. Remember yeah. when the, when they came back with the re, when Reebok oh, took over? Okay, yeah, yeah. No, when they couldn't about, yeah. they couldn't figure out where they wanted the striping to be, yeah. so they just like all right, we'll throw them on the elbows. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. hey, terrible. you know what? You, you, you bring up an interesting point because didn't Adidas' uh, contract is expiring in what next after next season? Yeah, after next season, the Reebok contract. So ends. I mean, there is a, there is an opportunity. Whoever gets the next uh, you know NHL contract, you 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 know there there could be some updates. You saw it when. Uh, uh, you know, with the devil, when uh, I think that was when Nike took over, right? They they updated the uh, the jersey look. They took away the stripe on the bottom. Mm. You know, so I, I could see the Islander jersey being modernized with with, with this new contract coming up. And I, here here's here's my real issue with <laughs> with the uh, with the, the with the fisherman logo. It, it, it reminds me that I, I think it was my senior year at Syracuse for Halloween. I dressed up in a yellow rain jacket on Halloween, and I went to the bars dressed as Gordon <laughs> Fisherman, and I had like the little tail and the whole deal. And you know what? It was a it, it was funny a great to me picture. as a, it was funny to me as a concept. You know, after a couple of beers at home, and then when I was at the bar. Sweating my 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 tuchus off in in a yellow rain slicker, having to hold a pail for four hours. I'm like, oh my god, I'm the Gordon Fisherman. I suck. So anyway, <laughs> Andrew Gross from Newsday, tremendous job covering the Islanders. And um, when they bring back the Gordon Fisherman full time as the Islanders logo, we can now say it's both an homage to uh, to Stan Fischler and to Andrew Gross in his college days when he 
sweated off his tukus in a yellow. We got tukus twice in one show. Yeah, happens. Right. Andrew, yeah. thank you so much for the time <laughs> and the stories. As always, you could not have been any better than that one. I think uh, I think that really might be the best story you've told so far on this show. We really appreciate <laughs> the time, Andrew. <laughs> Hey, Christian, it was uh, great seeing you yesterday. I should know Christian played really, really well as well. Two for three, um, baby. Doubt it. Two for three. Yeah. So it was it was fun having uh, being on your team and being a teammate. And uh, I think we had a lot of laughs. And uh, and, and it, it should be noted that uh, Matthew Blitner, um, who organized the, uh, the, the Memorial Cup, um, we raised. It was over $6,400 for uh, Alzheimer's research. So, uh, you know, I, it, it was a fun day and, and it was a, it was a good day for, you know, fighting Alzheimer's. So, uh, a great time had by all. Andrew, fantastic stuff as always. You're always generous with your time. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. And, uh, we'll have you on again soon. All right. And, uh, likewise from my end as well. I mean it. And, uh, well, I'll see you right at the rink in about a month, huh? Yes, yeah, indeed. Exactly. Let's do it. Going to be a good All time. Right, guys. Take care, Andrew. Ron, Christian, be well. Be you well. Too. Andrew Gross from Newsday. Really appreciate the time as always. He's always a, great for a laugh and, and a great <laughs> yes. story as well. And, and I should mention as well with the with the softball charity, charity softball tournament we, we played in yesterday, there was an award for Andrew's father. As well, in oh, right memoriam of Andrew's father. That's awesome. And it was the first award ever, and it was, it was given to Islanders owner John Ledecky. Very nice. Yeah. Very cool. It all comes full circle. Indeed, and Christian. I went two for three. Just saying. Two for three. Two for three. Two for three. Yeah. Doubtful. Not doubtful. Very doubtful. true. Very true. Were they were they thrown underhand? Yeah, they were thrown underhand. Yeah, so, I mean, that makes sense. Or did they give you a T? All right, Christian's coming up. Bring the T out. I, there was a <laughs> word I was going to say to you, but I, uh, I, I oh, bit what's my that? tongue. Oh, what's that? I think you can figure it out. Okay. Well, the train rolls on here at Hockey Night in New York. Thanks so much for tuning in to twitch.tv slash Hockey Night NY and your favorite podcast provider. So, Christian, this is a special bonus show here at Floored Media in Rockville Center. And do I think Nazem Kadri will look great in a fisherman's jersey next year? Hell yeah, I do. I'm with you on that. I think he would. Bring him. I think he would. I think he'd look, in, look good in one, uh, you know, 82 games you a got year that? for the next couple of years. Okay. Yeah. Couple, maybe 80, four, five, six, seven. Games. 82 games. No, I'm saying years, though. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, f- probably. Yeah. I mean, but that's the thing, getting getting serious for a second here with Kadri. And, and that's kind of what Andrew had mentioned before was the fact of the term of the contract. And you're looking at a guy who's 32 years old. He's someone that as as talented and, and great a season as he had last year because you look at his stats from um, last season with the Colorado Avalanche, he had a tremendous season. And right. you can see why teams are going to line up and, and want to bring him into their organization or Colorado would want to keep him at this point. But you have to look a couple of years down the line, and as we know and we've seen, I mean, you know, there's no greater example than you look at Andrew Ladd a couple of years ago. Mm. Um, you know, guys, he's, uh, he's back here. He's up there, buddy. He's on the shelf. <laughs> he made an appearance. Oh, Number six. Sorry, Andrew. <laughs> but you look at Andrew Ladd a couple from a couple of years ago. I think that's a, a great example of be careful what you wish for, right? Andrew Ladd was the hot commodity on the market. I think he was coming off a great season, a second great second half of the season with mm. Chicago or Winnipeg. I forget which way that rolled, but. Uh, maybe it was a different team. Winnipeg. Was it Winnipeg, I yeah. think, at the time? Yeah. And so then it became, all right, the next couple of years he was adequate, and then obviously his production ex- fell off extremely. And so that's kind of the concern now with Nazem Kadri, not just the fact that you throw in the money factor. You throw in the fact that they have to move some guys around in the lineup. They have to get rid of some guys in the lineup to make this all work. But then you throw in the factor of, okay, this is a guy that's 32 years old, and mm-hmm. I understand that this team is um, in win-now mode. 
Right. But at the same time, you have to imagine that they have to prepare for not just the next year or so. Right. But the next couple of years. And it, it would, the concern there is obviously warranted. I, I mean, I would, I think Nazem Kadri is a great player. I think I would have loved to have him, you know, on the Islanders a couple of years ago when, when, when yes. a number, certain number 91 was still here. Hmm. I think that would have been a great partnership there. And I still think Nazem Kadri would be very successful in the Islanders this this season and maybe the season after that. But after that, it gets a little more dicey and it becomes a little bit more of an, does the contract become an albatross? Does the does the player become an albatross? I mean, that those are the questions that now face Islanders management going through this. That's it. I mean, the question is, how long does the fun last? Yeah. Right? Is it going to be two years, three years, or maybe give the guy a little more credit? Maybe he figures out a way to, to play longer into his 30s. It just, we see it all the time. I mean, you already named a guy like Andrew Ladd, and he signed when he was younger. Yeah. And he's going, and now Kaji's going on thirty-two. So it is. It, it's going to be very interesting to see what kind of length of deal Lou is able to negotiate with him. Maybe Kadri says, "Yeah, you're right, Lou. I am thirty-two. I don't need a seven-year deal." Is he going to do that? I don't know. But maybe, yeah. he, maybe he comes back and says, "Okay, four years is okay. Five years, and then maybe you stomach that a little more." But I mean, we've also seen that he's a Lou guy, right? Yeah, we've seen that that kind of bantered about, and I, I guess I could kind of see that for sure with him and having played in Toronto and Lou's connection there. And I'm sure they, if, if the people are saying that, I have to imagine that the people that are saying that, I should say. I'd have to imagine there's some validity to that. So does that help or hurt the cause too, right? Does, does him being a Lou guy being, go to what you're saying where, okay, I'll take a, maybe a shorter deal or, or, or some sort of deal that's a little more team-friendly, mm-hmm. or does that work against the Islanders where Lou says, all right, I'll give you a deal that you think is fair and I think is fair, and maybe that's not necessarily the best term for the team, so to speak, going forward. So. Uh, it's an interesting dichotomy that the Islanders have going on right now, especially with everything else that's rumored to be going on with possibly moving Beauvillier or possibly moving Josh Bailey or, or Pajot. I mean, these are all a lot of pieces up in the air that seem yeah. to be trying to f- figure out this whole puzzle. It's going to be interesting if we ever find out. We, we may not. Find- <laughs> they might drop the puck, and then Kaji's going to show up in his new jersey on opening night, and that'll be that. We'll see. But well, they'd have to register it with Central Registry, so I imagine that we'd find out at least the day before. Who might find a way? <laughs> there, there's not a way you can't. You, there's, he, he won't. I'm, I'm there's, being there's very. I know, I know. But there's someone out there that's going to be like, maybe he could find a way, you know? But there, I can Wouldn't guarantee they have to. He has to register the player with Central Registry. Cloak and dagger, be, man. Which would, you know, there's then there's people in the loop that know outside of the organizations. Indeed. Well, as I was saying before, we're approaching... The middle of August, still in the in the the dog days of summer as far as the hockey season goes. Obviously, not going to have a what's on t- on tap segment tonight. Not going to have a uh, golf. <laughs> still golf. Baseball. That's what we said the last time. That's what we said the last time. Yeah, no what's on tap. on tap. What's that? Yeah, football's on tap. NFL training. This is camps. a hockey show. Who um, cares? Um, basketball's on tap. You're really you're really driving it here. Hockey's on tap. Well, I mean, we're less than a, a month while. away from training camp. Wow, less you're reaching. You're reaching less here. Less than a month. Okay. All right. Well, we're still not going to do this. Segment. Get excited, Sean. Less than a month till hockey. That's the most energy I've ever seen you bring to this show. And it's all that? gone now. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's honestly not surprising either. It's not. So no. let's get excited for hockey in a month. Okay. When we run it back with the same team. So no what's on tap. No hero of the week. 
Why don't we Why don't we check in with Mikey on the couch, Mikey? How are we doing over there? Well, we should introduce who Mikey is first of all. Well, we're we're getting there, brother. Well, you just said, "Oh, Mikey, how you doing?" Like, who the who, people? That people was a listening? that was a lackluster introduction. Oh, I'm me. sorry. Oh. I, you know, I tried to get the band, but uh, they weren't able to come. They were they knocking. They were nights. knocking during your call with Andrew. Oh, is that right? We just didn't let them. My in. phone was blowing up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that might have been the band saying, "Let us in." So yeah, everybody, Mikey Ob joining the crew here. He's going to be the guy on the couch. He's going to be helping us out. Talking to you guys on Twitch well, today's during the live show. Today is look, it's a bonus surprise show. We're 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 testing things out here. We're making sure everything's working, you know. Oh wow, oh wow, we're gonna get him on camera oh, here. There, there he the is, camera. ladies and gentlemen. If you're watching, Mikey OB, Mikey on the couch. And he's not actually on the couch because his his uh, headphone cord <laughs> didn't reach the couch tonight. Yeah, I got the, so uh, he's, he's Mikey in the chair. I drew <laughs> instead of drawing the short straw, I drew the short cord today. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I'm really excited to be here. I feel like I've uh, kind of been the uh, the, the behind the scenes third part of Hockey Night <laughs> yeah. New York for a little while now. Um, Sorry, there's a camera. I'm trying to look at you. Yeah, the camera is blocked. Yeah, I want to look into your. If I make eye contact face. with Christian, I'm going to be staring into the void of every view <laughs> on the show. Right now. Understandable. Um, Understandable. By the way, our subliminal push, my subliminal push, anyway, to get the Islanders to change their logo to the full time fisherman. Mikey joining the cause with his hat right there subliminally. I do have the yeah. hat on. The, the chat, I will say, say was real fired up about the fisherman. Uh, I know. Logo. Is that right? Yeah. That's why I say it. So we had some people, people tuning in. Yeah. No, we didn't tell people about the show. Uh, yeah, we have. Uh, we've had it at our peak. I'd say we've had about eleven or twelve viewers. Hey. We're currently at nine wow. for, for a show we didn't tell anybody about. Yeah, That's yeah. Good. Yeah. the crew in the background back there from the crew nine to nine to eleven. Nine, we go. Nine, yeah, twelve. I think was our peak. <laughs> uh, a lot of them have been here the whole time. Um, I love that. Yeah, they're getting. Oh, they're going to you know have to get used to this new well, setup, new content. studio. Have you been interacting on the chat with them? Are you uh, doing your job? This I, is this is day one. Are you doing your job? I mean, there was a lot of ranting and raving with the uh, the Jersey talk. And um, <laughs> I mean, that's I, what I, I, I kind of bring it up. That's what I kind of felt better to just stay removed there. I didn't want to. But see you got to dive right in. Too controversial, your job. Mikey. I get it. You Don't want, make you're on my team. I get it. I understand. You're fine. Um, they were also interested in uh, having a Gorton's ad right on the jersey with the logo. So. Buddy, I mean, Listen, I know, I know you're revenue, joking around, but, but the ads are coming. I know, yeah. You never know. The NBA did it. That uh, actually might be the way to sneak in the logo full time, <laughs> where you just have the Gordon logo have on the, the corner of the logo jersey. On this, absolutely. <laughs> Get some ad revenue. I mean, revenue. If, Gordon, if Gordon's Fisherman, if that's... Is, is Gordon's Fisherman still a thing? Like, yeah, a buddy. Company? Buddy, uh, go yeah, to the absolutely. frozen food section. I clearly have Plenty of choices. Some um, tilapia. <laughs> but I was going to say, that would be a great, like if they ever wanted to actually partner with the Islanders on something, talk about a partnership I mean, made in heaven. Yeah. I mean, we would have Islander fans literally jumping off cliffs if that happened. But, you know, yeah. yeah. Well, some. I mean, if they just did the ad, you'd have, be able to have the regular main logo with the Fisherman logo. Everyone's happy. No one's happy with that. I don't know. Yo, dog, no. I heard you like logos. So we yeah. put a logo on your logo and made you a new logo. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, I'm, I'm stoked. I'm stoked you guys asked me to, you know, be a part of this. I yeah, mean, man. You know, a little less behind the scenes. Kind of still behind the scenes. but Can't wait to actually get you on the couch. Yeah, the this chair is not comfortable, I will tell you. And I've you been look, here. You've been squirming. I've, I've been here you. the whole show. Uh, my legs are numb. But... Uh, <laughs> They but do look um, a bit pale. That, that, that's just normal, though. That's not, that's my natural skin tone. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, stoked about this. I'm very excited. So uh, awesome. Thanks. So I'm just gonna request that now we take the camera off of you. I would prefer that also. Yeah. So, yeah. Especially now that you're gonna be sitting in silence. Yeah. But Mike, <laughs> but ladies and gentlemen, that was the end new, of my, my talking the quota. There. Yeah. Mikey will be on the couch on the chair tonight. 
But uh, there will eventually is, be on a couch. Yes, yes. Yeah, there's so, a yeah, really we, no. We got a new team. We got Eddie behind the glass over there. We'll get we'll have a mic for him one day. He's doing a great job over there. So yeah, brand new setup here. Obviously here God. at Floored Media. I went to look we at Eddie it. and it looked right into the bright light that was in front of my face. You're just gonna have to get used to them. It's showbiz, bro. Showbiz, bro. Showbiz. <laughs> but yeah, loving loving the new digs here at Floored Media and Rockville Center. Fantastic stuff. Run by our pal here, Jay, doing an outstanding job. Check it out, floridmedia.com. So, folks, since we're not going to do those those extra bonus segments, I think we're just going to do one more break, and then we'll have a couple final thoughts, and we'll wrap this thing up. Oh, am I supposed to? Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, we'll you're supposed to agree Oh, with I me. didn't. So that's a yeah. great idea, Sean. Sean, that's an uh, adequate idea, and I guess we'll do it. So, folks, once again, I want to thank you all for tuning in to twitch.tv slash Hockey Night NY and your favorite podcast providers. We're going to take one more break. When we come back, we're going to wrap this thing up. You have a lot of choices when it comes to great beer, and Oyster Bay Brewing Company provides the best Long Island has to offer. Oyster Bay Brewing Company is dedicated to producing the highest quality beer while staying true to their nautical history on the Gold Coast of Long Island. They're the creators of the renowned Barn Rocker Session Ale, available at 12 locations in the Islanders' brand new home, UBS Arena. And because Oyster Bay has increased distribution across the country, you can grab your Barn Rocker from Carolina to California if you're following the team on the road. Here at home, the tap room on 36 Audrey Avenue is open seven days a week with indoor and outdoor seating so you can experience their smooth honey ale, savory IPA, or gluten-free hard seltzers right in historic Oyster Bay. You can also shop online at OysterBayBrewing.com for curbside pickup, local delivery, or have your order shipped anywhere in New York. And if you use coupon code HNINY at checkout, you'll get 15% off. Oyster Bay Brewing Company, Long Island's Gold Coast Brewery. Hey Islander fans, you already know Blue Line Deli and Bagels is the best place to get your game day meal. And now, you can get it at the game. Blue Line Deli and Bagels is proud to be featured in the brand new UBS Arena for all Islander games and live events as an official partner of the New York Islanders. Blue Line is also moving beyond Belmont, opening its doors at 217 Carlton Avenue in East Islip. So whether it's at the Islanders' new home, East Islip, or at the flagship deli at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington, all three locations are eager to greet you with their familiar, friendly service and the best food around. So stop on in for delicious Bagel Boss bagels, hearty breakfast favorites, tasty hockey-themed heroes, freshly made smoothies, and so much more. And remember, you can always check out the menu and order online at bluelinedeli.com. Blue Line Deli and Bagels. Our goal is to make you a hero. Did you have a nice break? Well, it's time to get back on the couch for more Islanders Therapy with Shawnee and C. Arnold on Hockey Night in New York. And welcome back to Hockey Night in New York. Christian Arnold, John Cuthbert from the lovely Floored Media Studios here in wonderful Rockville Center, That's Long right. Island, New York. Baby. By the way, it's nice. Well, what I was going to say is it's that? nice that I was Hold on, what was that? Baby. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. Bing bong. Uh, no, um, <laughs> what I was going to say is that it's actually nice when that intro would actually make sense now because we are on couches, you know. Yeah. We are on a couch. I'm on a couch. Well, Mikey, this is really a Mikey seat will be eventually a in a couch. He will. He yeah. will. We do actually have couches here that can yeah. accommodate Michael. We're not waiting on the couches again. It was just a cord. You, you guys are comfortable. That must be really nice. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that's <laughs> we really. Are. Feels great. Mike, I'm going to tell you, I'm really going to tell nice you chairs. the secret of show business. Producers don't count. 
Uh, it's all about the talent, and we're the talent. So well, Christian, we have to be comfortable. Second, we're, we're that not, would that would mean I am a producer, which calling. I don't think oh, Sean would ever oh, sorry would right. ever give me producer. credit for that. Sorry, you're he's, right. I, we don't actually don't even have an official title for yeah? him. It, it. Literally, yeah. right now is Mikey minion? on the couch. He's and, a I, and I don't even have a couch right now. Yeah. So right. it's Again, really just all up in the air. Again, you, you got to graduate. Uh, to the couch. You under, yeah, yeah. You got to put your time in. You got to understand it's about the talent and the talent being comfortable. And Sean and I are the talent, so I don't want to hear your complaints anymore. That's kind of how it works. Yeah. So, welcome back to the program, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Hockey Night in New York. We moved to a new studio, and all of a sudden, we become more... Well, more, become, more, egotistical more egotistical and arrogant. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I've always That's been an, an egotistic, course. arrogant piece of... You know, Please person. finish that sentence. Piece, piece of, of Tukas. Piece of, per- piece of Tukas. Yeah. Nice job. Nicely done. Nice job. Yeah, Andrew with, with the, uh, the vulgarity earlier. With the, <laughs> with the bad words. <laughs> All right, Christian. So let's let's have some final thoughts on this. You, you okay? I hit myself in the face with the microphone again. I love second I wish show I saw we've it. done it. I second wish show, I saw second that. show we've done this. Uh, that I've done that. Well, I'll watch it back on the replay, yeah. on the archive, if you will, on YouTube. That's right, YouTube. So Twitch. some final thoughts on this make believe Nazem Kadri situation because we can't <laughs> call it official until it's actually real, right? So let me ask you this. I was going to ask Andrew, but we went on a tangent 17 different times. So um, now I had to reserve this question for you. Oh, I'm sorry. So where does this put the Islanders if they do land Nazem Kadri? Because he was pretty clearly second on the list here yeah. of, 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 of high target free agents. After the season he had, the playoffs mm-hmm. that he had, Johnny Gaudreau was was number one. It seems like Kaji was number two. Right now, as far as the 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 optics here for fans and perhaps league wide, is this a move that's going to kind of finally dispel that image of the Islanders that we talked about with Chris Botta last time? How when they swung and miss on the last three guys, JT Gaudreau, you know whatnot. Right. Is this something that's going to say, okay, maybe it looks like? Maybe it looks like the Islanders, you know, are able to land somebody of, of note here. And also, how much credit do you, do you give Lou Lamarillo because of the past relationship? Because there's a lot of fans saying Lou Lamarillo's not doing the job. He's not getting things done. Is there an argument to be made that if they do get him, that Lou is maybe the biggest reason why they got him? I will answer. I'll, so I'll answer the first part of your question first. Do I, I think the optics don't change. I hmm. think that for a lot of people, whether it's fair or not, I don't think Nazem Kadri moves the needle hmm. of what people envision for the offseason, right? Because I think... Well, when, I'm talking about like status and profile. Even if Nazem Kadri wasn't the perfect fit. No, I don't think... It, I, 87-point I, season. No, no, no. I, I understand that. Okay. I'm not saying the player. I'm saying the profile of the player, right? Like okay. he's not... Johnny Goudreau, right? He's not this kid that that people were looking at and go, oh, this guy's a star. He puts up this, you know, Johnny Goudreau, Johnny Hockey, the rip-off name of Johnny Football because, you know, what? someone couldn't. Johnny Football, people started, Johnny Manziel was called Johnny Football. And then Johnny no Goudreau came into the hockey and, and everyone with creativity came up with Johnny Hockey. So Okay. Um, but the point being, he has a name. He has sort of a persona. He has that star quality to him. Nazem Kadri, who has been a phenomenal hockey player for his career, has not had doesn't have the same gravitas. I think as okay. a player, people would be happy with him being on the ice. But as far as this sort of big name star coming to coming to the island, I don't mm. think it carries the same weight. Um, but I think he is a player that comes in and, and adds something to the Islanders, adds a, a big piece to the Islanders. Like I said, I think it just becomes a little more complicated and convoluted okay. because you have all the other pieces that need to be ro- rotated around and moved around and traded or whatever the case may be. 
And so it kind of also takes away from that, that, you know, gravitas, I guess, to repeat the same word. But, um, you know, because when you looked at the Islanders bringing in John, Johnny Hockey, Johnny Goudreau, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't the same kind of chaotic situation. It wasn't, all right, we got to rotate someone from the from center to wing now. And, I mean, I think they still probably had to sh- move move a piece out of Long Island, Pajot, Panera, uh, Panera Pajot, Oh, um, no doubt, Villier, Bailey, well, someone had to be, but it just yeah. it seems more complicated when you talk about Nazem Kadri. So I think that yeah. also becomes part of the conversation as well. It's not oh wow he you know this guy coming off an eighty five point season he was mm-hmm. such a big big prolific player for the Avalanche during the postseason. All these things it kind of gets a little lost there in the conversation with all right now we got to move Josh Bailey, Panera, you know Pajot, whoever. Yeah. Um, Barzal possibly has to be moved to the wing because I think he's the guy that most people would pencil in there to, to move to the wing from center. And so that becomes more of the narrative than, wow, we got this star stud player. Okay. Um, what was the second part of your question after going through all that? <laughs> does Lou Lamarillo get the oh, credit for landing? Credit. Yeah. Is he the reason because of his past relationship with him? I would imagine that it helps, right? We talked before about him, him being a Lou guy. So. Right. When Nazem Kadri, I'm sure, saw the opportunity to go to a new team and, and Lou Lamarillo call, that's a mm-hmm. call he's going to take because he has that relation relationship. Listen, uh, there's there's two things people got to understand when we when we have this conversation. You can kind of look at what Lou Lamarillo has done and maybe question what the success rate is and where the the sort of credit lies with the Islanders past couple of years. But at mm-hmm. the same time, you have to look at this situation as its own standalone situation. Go Nazem Kadri probably looks at the Islanders a little bit more favorably just using sort of our, our what we've been able to piece together because of the connection to Lou Lamarillo, because he has had that experience and he knows what Lou is all about. There's not that sort of mystery. Um, you know, he talks to another team, just throwing out there, he talks to the Rangers, or he talks to the Devils, or another team that he's not as familiar with. Mm. It's a little bit of a different story. There's a little bit more of a feeling out process and feeling out period, okay. and yeah. understanding what sure. the what the situation is, and um, trying to figure out where you fit into the puzzle. With Lou, he kind of knows that already. He kind of knows what he's about and and kind of what the organization is about because he's been through it before. Do you think he might sign with the Columbus Blue Jackets? <laughs> <laughs> well, I hear it's a wonderful city. Yeah, that's um, what they're saying. You know, who knows? I mean, it's it's happened before. It's happened. Can't rule it out. No, I don't think he. I don't think he signs with the Columbus Blue Jackets out, okay. out of nowhere. I think we can rest easy with that one. But yeah. you know, maybe uh, they might have to trade Johnny Gaudreau in order to. Sign yeah, right. <laughs> That's right there. Um, but I, I mean, right now, all signs point to Long Island for for Kadri, and it's just a matter of all right, we got to move the pieces and get this all lined up. I agree with you. And with that in mind, two rapid fire questions for you before we wrap Hit. this thing up. First one: Who gets moved to make the salary cap? work for Nazem Kadri, assuming think, he signs. I think it's Beauvillier. You do? I think it's Beauvillier. Because he's easier to move with his easier age. Easier to move. Okay. There's there's a lot of teams, I think, that are out there and look at him and go, all right, this is a kid that if he gets a little bit of a change of scenery, he can really explode and, and you know kind of find that consistency. Okay. Okay. I'm going to say Josh Bailey. I think, I, I mean, listen, I think Islander fans that don't like Josh Bailey would love to see. I want to cat- and they exist, yeah. I don't want to categorize everyone in this in the same boat but here, but you know, the people that don't like Josh Bailey would be happy to see that. But I think when you look at his contract, I think that's tough to move and his age, that's tough to move. And um, you know, as great of a locker room guy as he is and, right. and someone we talked about at length of being someone someone teams might covet during the postseason, mm. that's still a tough contract to move. And everyone right. kind of knows, despite the fact that there's the secret bubble that you know, apparently no one knows that Nazem Kadri is going to be an Islander because, you know, reasons. Um, 
that Josh, everyone knows where the Islander situation is, and they know that they have to move a player to make this work. Well, the argument I'll make for Bailey, and I'll keep it short, is that I believe even though his average salary is $5 million against the cap, I believe he's getting paid less in these last two years. So they might be able to find a team who's willing to take on the cap space and know that they're only actually doling out $3.5 million right. to him. So they might be able to make that work. And he is still a productive player. Yeah. Even if there's Islander fans out there that don't like him, the guy can still put up 40, 50 points, and he shows up in the playoffs. He has every year since they've basically been entering, at least in recent right. years. So I think there's a chance, but I think those are the two guys that you're looking at. I don't think J.G. Pajot is going anywhere. His name's been brought up. I don't think he's going anywhere. And the last question yes. I have for you Hit me. is who's moving a wing to make room for Nazem Kadri? Barzal. Really? Bar- I think it's Barzal because it just makes the most sense. Bar- Brock Nelson is your best center on the team by far, right? He had such a successful season in the center dot. And you look at the way he played, it would be crazy. It would be, why would you move him? He's so successful there. It's He's basically been your number one center for the most part for the better part of last season. So it wouldn't make sense. Barzal is the natural fit. I think he's a guy that has the talent and ability to do that and make that switch and be be comfortable and, and do it with ease. And two, I think if he's ta- if we're talking about keeping him on the top line, I think he would relish the chance to play with a guy like Nazem Kadri. So I, I think Barzal just is the natural fit there. Okay, I think Brock Nelson, yeah. but we're just going to have to wait and see. And I'm not saying that to just have a different opinion. I really think he's the guy who goes because he's more of a scorer. But we're going to see. We're going to see if Kadri even signs. <laughs> he might not. We might be. This this whole show might be BS. <laughs> might be for nothing. That might be the title of this we'll episode. We'll find out. This whole show so, might be BS. Mikey, I want two names. That's it. Who's getting dealt to make room? And who's moving away? Mikey on the spot. Mikey on the chair. Mikey on the spot. Jeez. Yeah. And now he's stalling. <laughs> Unbelievable. Two I'm names. totally stalling. Yeah. Um, I didn't. See I mean, get to think I about it. I am one of those Islander. Oh uh, two names. I'm one of those. I'm one of those Josh Bailey guys that that I don't I don't like him. I've never have. I know that you're in the uh, opposite side of that opinion. So I mean, ideally, I think I'm going to speak for a lot of Islander fans that we'd we'd probably love to see Josh Bailey go. And if Josh, you're watching this, uh, don't look at the part where they show my face. Um, <laughs> And uh, I I think Brock Nelson, I, I agree with Christian that he is currently the best center on the New York Islanders, but I think he, you know, I remember years past where he did play a little bit of wing. He has the wing experience. I think Barzal being a puck facilitator the way he is, it makes sense to have him in the middle. I've never agreed that he's a great faceoff taker, which would, you know, obviously be conducive to have a different person playing center on his line. But um <laughs> So I, you just I, contradicted yourself. No, I'm saying I, I think he, he's a good puck facilitator. You want him in the wrong. middle between two scorers. Unfortunately, they don't usually put two scorers on his wings. Uh-huh. But um, I, I think Brock Nelson moving to wing would make so, sense. So I asked Mike for two <laughs> names, right? And he goes on to bash two guys right. and the coaching staff. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't so bash. We're gonna, no, he did. He we, did. We're gonna, this is my last bashed, time on the mic. We're not going <laughs> to order see, you. That's the, why this is a trial show. We're not going to order you. It didn't you. work out. We'll, we'll see it. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much. We're not going to order you the longer <laughs> headphones so you can sit on the couch. And next show, we're actually taking away the chair. You have to stand or sit on the floor if you ever talk about Josh Bailey I think like that's that fair. again. I think that's fair. All right. Ever again. I don't want to hear that blasphemy out of your mouth. Mike. All, right, All right, folks. All right. Well, well, this has been something. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a show. Uh, want to thank everybody for tuning in to twitch.tv slash hockey night NY. Which camera should I be looking at, guys? Let me know which one. I'm still getting used to this. This one. We're having fun. Okay. No, right we're being told whatever we're one you at want. This one. Twitch, at yeah. that one. So thanks for tuning in to twitch.tv slash hockey night NY. And of course, your favorite <laughs> podcast providers. Eddie, hit that music, brother. There it is. I want to send a big thanks to Andrew That's Gross. loud, though. It's fine. 
on you and your delicate ears. No, I you're mean, you're, it's, it's drowning you. Is it? Yeah. All right, lower the music down a little bit. <laughs> Big thanks to Andrew Gross and Newsday for joining did us. Did you change the music? Buddy? I did, buddy. Oh, like buddy, it's a, it's a brand new I show. Like it's a whole new I like world. Uh, small thanks to Mikey O'Brien for, for, for joining us on the couch. And uh, a huge thanks to Jay here at Floor Media. A huge thanks to Ed for helping us out. And, of course, Griffo for being the man behind the camera, the extra camera over there. So, for Christian Arnold, my name is Sean Cuthbert. I was about to sign off, but I still got to tell you to follow Christian at C underscore Arnold 01 on Twitter. Follow myself at Shawnee Hockey. Follow the show at Hockey Night NY on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We've been Hockey Night in New York. We'll be back soon. We'll see you next time. <laughs>